We hold these truths to be self-evident that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property, be free. Hello, how's everybody doing on this fantastic Saturday? afternoon was well, afternoon for me i'm not for sure uh y'all's time frame for sure but how are y'all doing so today the topic is who told you america was democracy and then we just saw a couple hours ago elon musk um discuss his poll he did and it seems like he's teasing a, another a competitor uh for twitter i know um maybe some other folks may get excited about that i'm not too excited I feel like he could help someone like Gab, you know, to improve their platform. I feel like the whole, let's start a whole new platform and let's wait longer and longer and hope that this new platform gives us free speech is just getting old. Um, So I'm not for sure what his intentions are, um, you know, with that. Uh, People want him to buy Twitter. Um, I, I just really don't see... Um, this is a really important time too. There's a lot of propaganda that goes on when they're trying to push a, a World War Three. There's a lot going on. They lie about the election. Everything's been coming out with the um, Hunter Biden laptop. Censorship is very dangerous for our country. It'd be really, really dangerous if you're trying to start a new platform now or right when it looks like we're about to go to war. But I want to say hi to Steve. Thank you for being here. And Sam, um, yeah, you know what, Sam? I um I think I've I've had a Minds account. I did, I think I just went there to put my name on it. Um, and then I started like working with it, and playing with it. It seems pretty cool so far. Um, I'm not for sure how to navigate it yet, but I like that too. But I just, for me, if with the the new platforms, it's starting to look. And I'm not saying that this is Elon's um what he's trying to do, but it's starting to look like a grifting um thing nowadays people say oh there's a a demand for free speech and they're not happy on facebook or twitter let me go start another one and then it's kind of the same ish so and then you don't have you don't really have the engagement on those other platforms and then the ones who typically do get the engagements are the ones we see all the time anyway so it's kind of like feeling like their platforms so that makes sense so before we get into who told you America was a democracy um, and Elon, you know, teasing a Twitter competitor, let me go to his exact 
um, post. And I, I read some of the comments in the post too. Um, you know, different platforms were saying, oh, well, come over here, help us over here. Rumble popped up, um, Gab popped up. Um, let me see. Um, okay, so he reposted his, his poll. He said, given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, Failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? So he, just, he keeps using that word democracy. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, we'll get back to that because that that's a this is a good time to mix this conversation up because democracy is mob rule. I mean that we are seeing democracy. It's not really it's for me. I'm not really seeing the undermining democracy when. Um, you know, a platform can censor a particular group or they can um, make it seem like more people agree with them than you um, by how they change their algorithms, who they let you follow, who they shadow ban, who they don't shadow ban. So I'm feeling like it's the democracy thing isn't what we're trying to preserve or protect. It's the republic. It's actually freedom. Um, a republic actually protects minorities from the mob. Um, so... We'll get to that in a second, but I'm curious what you guys want to say real quick about this. We can come back and talk about it some more at the end, but it really does kind of tie together what he's talking about with, you know, with us talking about democracy, why people call it that. Like people like Elon Musk is an influencer. He keeps using the word democracy. Donald J. Trump keeps using the word democracy. Ted Cruz, democracy. Every Democrat does it. And most Republicans do too. But it's just like, how did you get to where you're at? How did you go to law school? Um, how did you do how are you considered uh, an expert if you don't even know what kind of country we have? It's very, very strange. Uh, Steve, I'm going to go ahead and add you as a caller so we can hear your thoughts. And then we're going to see if Sam wants to jump on. Sam, I'm really excited to see you here. I'm really curious if you're going to start a show on here. I, I miss you. It's been too long. I miss our Discord versus media news chats um, when, we, when we first started meeting. So, but yeah. Yeah, you know what? Okay, yeah. So, Sam, one more thing before Steve. The problem with all these alt platforms is they turn into echo chambers. That's a good point. That's why, that's kind of like why I came to this app too, regardless of, you know, they're still in the app store. I came here because there's all kinds of different people on this app. There's conservatives here. There are people who are left-leaning here. You know, there are tech people on here. There's people with all kinds of different things that they, they want to talk about. Um, so that's why, like, you know, Gab's going to have a, I guess, space version, Zoom version eventually over there. But I want to also stay over here, too, because you never know who's listening over here because there's all kinds of people um, with different backgrounds and beliefs over here. Um, Steve, go ahead. And by the way, Sam, I feel like Gab does. I feel like Gab is, I don't know, I feel like people would think Gab is more of an echo chamber, but I feel like we disagree a lot on the solutions and i feel like there is a divide when it comes to people who are caring about our constitutional rights and actually caring about um that what actually went down after trump's campaign and the, the january 6th people i think people are pretty divided on that loyalty over there to certain people and i feel like people on gab tend to get it faster than people on twitter do um i think it's because there's less of those influencers over there telling them how they think and feel and what direction to to waver to. So I think that's a positive for Gab. But yeah, I want to hear from you, Sam, if you can, uh, when you get a second. But Steve, how are you? Um, how's your daughter? I'm doing good. Um, and my daughter is doing good. Um, but on the topic of 
who told who told me America was a democracy. Honestly, I've always been hearing it in Congress and hearing it from presidents. Um, besides that, I hear from. Well, I'm not gonna be discriminated against discriminating against um, like people that come here to America because they're the ones that's being are being told that America is a democracy. You know, you're gonna get this, you're gonna get that. So I'm seeing more of these immigrants coming to America because they're offered all this free stuff. Where we Americans were we're paying for all this. And I don't see it as a good thing because look at where we're at now. We're at a point where it could turn into how they say it, another civil war where America Americans are gonna be fighting others that defend politicians besides um besides their own rights. Um and I did take some notes because I I don't wanna go off subject. Um but a question about mob rule. Like I see I I see three different type of mob rules. So in your own opinion, what do you mean by mob rules? What's the best example I can give you is Jesus. What happened to Jesus? You think Jesus would appreciate a mob rule that was a mob for him? They decided for him, his fate, and he, as an individual, they were telling him that he, you know, we're just going to just say what we think. That's dangerous. Another, um, I, another thing is too, also back, back to slavery. So the majority of people said, hey, it's okay to have slavery, then there's going to be slaves. So those mob, the mob can decide who they can oppress and not. I believe that a republic is going to protect us from those mobs and injustices. Because if we follow the constitution and we, you know, actually have checks and balances in our country the way we're supposed to, then people will be protected. But we've gotten this mentality where if everyone thinks this way and if the majority, if this is a public opinion, that's why it's so important for them to shape public opinion is so that they can um, get the approval of everyone that they're right. That's why they put so much effort in all the media outlets repeating the same thing, the same story, all the news articles. That's that's mob rule. That's what they want to preserve. They want to preserve that kind of democracy because they that helps them stay rulers. That makes sense. No, right, right. I do. It does make sense. It's just you know I was thinking mob rule as you know it could have you could have been meaning as. A group of people, like the American people, getting, you know, grouping up and, you know, like fighting for our rights or a mob rule as in the, like the mafia getting involved with politic- politicians or the government just gaining up together against the, the people. So that's why I was asking. And I love the thing you just said about the government gaining up on the people. That's a big reason why, you know, um, it seems like we're not winning. I'm happy you brought that up because if you think about it, the legislative branch, they create laws that are unconstitutional and infringing on our rights. 
Then we have the executive branch who are, who are enforcing those laws. And then the judicial, judicial branch is not in, interpreting and um, actually producing justice because the system isn't running at all how it's supposed to be. And that's them teaming up on the commoners. And that's one of my issues, you know, when we talked about last night, how can we have a solution to these problems? Well, which locally, and if we, you know, try to, to demonstrate um, with, a, a, I'm going to call it a constitutional assembly and with bring out constitutions and send them and talk to the, the police departments, all kinds of people in, in big groups, because we're supposed to govern ourselves. We, we, the people, we are the government, but we have let them grow outrageously and have so much power. And then just because maybe you never been arrested before, maybe you never got caught up with certain things or you have been affected at some point in your life where you had to comply or you felt you had to comply in order to not get in trouble by the law or have to lose a liberty or to have to um, give up your money in order to, um, you know, stay out of their, their plantation, stay out of, stay out of jail. They don't have to worry about, you know, driving around with a warrant or something. Every single one of us at some point has may have had our rights infringed on some reason. Somehow you have it. Okay. You know, some people who may listen to this later on might be like, well, what? Have, my rights have been infringed on. I'm going to remind you, you may not know your rights. Because, you know, myself, it took me a lot of research recently, more so as an adult, to realize what my rights were. I knew, like, back in the day when they had the seatbelt laws and stuff that ticked me off. Like, nah, you can't be giving me a ticket just because I want to wear my seatbelt and try to tell me. It's, 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 I'm like, how does it hurt someone else that I want my seatbelt? Like, what if you have kids and you die and your family? Like, the, but this is my individual right. So you're just, you're trying to scare me into believing something that you did. They had a whole campaign on the seatbelt thing. They had celebrities looking all cute and the little legs showing in the car with their seatbelts on. Just like the same thing with the mask campaign. So it's just, that that's a mob mentality. Oh, we, get, we can't forget the entertainment industry. They push in all these movies. They have their celebrities hop up and all say they agree, agree, agree. And people don't like to feel left out. Some people don't want to be independent thinkers. They need someone to think for them. And that's a big issue in our country. And so that's how it's easier for them to tell everyone that this is a democracy when we are a, a constitutional republic. And then so the other argument that people have brought up, too, is, well, how we vote is a democracy. Well, when we're talking about America as a government, um, like I said, we have our checks and balances. And also, if you look at the Congress, um, the most demo the demo democracy going on is in the House um, of Congress and then Senate, it's, there's, a, there's different rules for that. Um, it isn't a, minor, a minority and it goes through and it goes to the president. That's not how it works. So with an actual democracy, whoever has the highest number wins. If you have 51%, you decide the fate of everyone else. And that's not safe. It's no good. And then um, if you want to add anything, I want to, uh, you know, pull up some notes that I had um, about this as well. Um. Yeah, um, talking about like the voting, um, I just was reading that, um, that it ain't it ain't it's the it's the um, the electoral college that's really voting in like the president and everyone else in Congress. All we all the we the people are doing is putting in votes for the congressional college to make a decision. And I'm like, wait, they changed it all. It's supposed to be the American people 
who is voting the president in, who's voting the people in Congress in. I'm happy you brought that one up too, because I know Sam just jumped up here. He may want to add to it. Um, let me see if Sam wants to say what he's going to say first, but the Electoral College actually is another reason why it's good for our republic to have it, because we don't want California and New York um, determining our presidential elections. You take away the voices of South Dakota, North Dakota, um, Wyoming, and all these other small states when you have mega states with a higher population like um, Texas and California, New York, Florida, the states that have bigger populations. And so it's important that we don't get ruled by a few just because they have a higher number in their um, state. So when people, people, I think that the fact is they've been pushing that too and that narrative that, oh, you're not deciding to vote because of this. That's why do you think Democrats fight so hard to get rid of that and try to get rid of filibusters? So, um, Sam, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna give you a mic. Um, Steve, don't go anywhere. You can come back. But I want to see. Uh, I made you a caller, Sam. Oh, and I see some more people. Jenny, hey, welcome back. Good to see you. Um, okay. Say, hey, one second, Hassan. Uh, Hassan, I'm sorry if I say your name wrong. Do you ever come up? Please correct me on how to say your name. Thank you for coming back again. I appreciate your time. Go, go ahead, Sam. Ah, uh, thanks for having me. Can you hear me okay? It's a little windy uh, here. Good. Can, can, you, can you hear me okay? Fine. Okay. Uh, so, in regards to the first question, where did I hear the uh, term democracy? Um, a lot of people are taught that word, uh, you know, democracy as opposed to constitutional republic in, um, you know, going through the K-12 education system. Uh, that's where a lot of people hear the term democracy at first, and then it gets, uh, you know, echoed on television and whatnot. Um, and fortunately for me, when I was in eighth grade, I actually had a, a teacher who was a libertarian uh, kind of conservative. So he actually went through, you know, what the difference between democracy and, uh, you know, constitutional republic actually is. So I was lucky in that sense, but had I not had him, you know, I think a lot, I think I would have been like a lot of people that think that democracy and a constitutional republic are the same thing. Um, you know, and I, and I think, you know, edu education, whether you're on the left or the right, is something that we really need to, you know, focus on and, you know, re it's reforming the education system. And, you know, if you have kids uh, actually taking time to go either homeschool them or go over the lesson plans with them, with, with them yourself. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, part of me, a plane just flew over, but, um, anyway, yeah, that, that's kind of my, uh, take on the first topic. Well, I don't know. I can't, it's been a while, you guys. I'm 34, graduated high school in 2006, so I don't remember necessarily if it was directly my teachers or something that taught me that we were a democracy, but I remember... Uh, reciting the Pledge, um, Pledge of Allegiance 
um, every single day since elementary. We even had a song um, that I used to sing on the morning announcements. And I'm not going to sing to you guys the song, but I'm going to do it. I, I was trying to sing. I was, trying, I was trying to be Destiny's Child when I sang that song. I was so proud and so happy that I was born here in this country. And I was hearing about all the terrible things going around the world as a kid. I'm like, yes, I'm so happy that my little black butt is here in America and born at this time frame because I could be somewhere else and my life would suck. So like, so for me, I'm like, it was kind of confusing to hear them keep saying democracy, but I feel like I, I don't feel like I was taught that it was a democracy. I think I had some good history teachers um, and government teachers when I was in school. I, I grew up in Indiana, um, out in rural Indiana. Um, have you ever heard of Muncie? I grew up in Albany, cornfields, beanfields, XML pig farm. I just remember reciting Pledge Allegiance every day. I pledge allegiance to the flag, United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, invisible liberty and justice for all. Like it was embedded in me. So it's always like weird because I'm like, it didn't say democracy in the Pledge of Allegiance. I was confused. I always had questions, like people that could answer it. Oh no, we're a democracy, but couldn't explain it. And then the other one is salute the flag, the gentle flag with colors red, white, and blue. It stands for truth and liberty. This flag is waving for you. And like and like when I was learning these things, um, initially I was going to a predominantly um city school with, you know, black kids and we didn't have any issues with singing those things, um, and talking and doing those things. I was I volunteered. Um, as many times I could do morning announcements to, to sing that song and to do the Pledge of Allegiance before the morning announcements. So it's just like this um, um, hate, uh, American people hating America. I feel like it's been manufactured and I feel like it's been manufactured for us to be divided and to hate each other. Um, in the name of preserving the de- democracy, if this is what a democracy is, like I don't, I don't want that. I don't want us hating each other or I don't know if y'all have seen this pattern, but there's there's some conservatives and they're kind of like, why is it every time something like this happens, they see a black person's face up there just doing it and saying it. And they've been told that we if you're white, you're racist. If you if you like this, you're racist. If you um you're white supremacist, like just because you're white. So it's just like, why is then then we see that? You, do you think, you know, how if that happens over and over and over again for years, you think people are going to react well to it? No, but I mean, I don't want you to fall for the okie dokie. That's by design. It's like they're trying to do that to blame and point fingers at a particular group. It's to divide us. So we're like, okay, here's your skin color. Here's your skin color. Here's your category. We're like little folders to the government, these people. And then we're not really like that. We are, we're supposed to be a community. And they divide us. And honestly, I live in Texas. I, I, it's a melting pot in all these different communities and neighborhoods for the most part. Like I, I don't really see like one community that's only one color. Um, I'm sure those exist, but I don't really see it um, like that wherever I've been here. But um, Jenny, I have not heard you speak before, but we're going to bring you on next to get your thoughts. Um, but also, Thanks. I actually, go ahead. I called in to talk about Elon's tweets, but I'm happy to talk about this too. So, oh yeah, do both because I made I put both of them up here because he just a couple hours ago spoke on it, and we just spoke about it yesterday. So go ahead. Yeah. No, I saw his polls that he did yesterday, and then the tweet today. I actually got kind of excited thinking about him buying Twitter. Wouldn't that be a kick? 
anyway, um, Constitutional Republic, we had very different education backgrounds. When I grew up in the metro area of Detroit, we were studying communism more than we studied democracy. And I remember reading the Communist Manifesto for homework. And uh, there was just this hub of, of education, um, teachers, administrators. I don't think the parents really knew what was going on. I'm a child of the 80s. I graduated in 1986. And the, the movie that was the most popular that year was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And there was this one kick phrase in it right at the end where he said, or no, I think it was in the shower scene. He said, I, I don't know anything about European socialism. I don't care about European socialism. I have a test on it. And that was the day he took his day off, you know, so he didn't want to study European socialism. And we were being spoon fed it from the time I was in elementary school. So it sounds like it was a little bit different. And then I, I, we moved to Boulder, Colorado, which is also just this hub of Marxist uh, thought and collectivism. They call it the People's Republic of Boulder. And this is where my five kids all went to school. And again, just so much Marxism, so much wokeism. I think a lot of the curriculums you're seeing right now with critical race theory were actually pioneered right here in Boulder and up at the Aspen Institute in Colorado. And so um, I had to learn conservative principles on my own. I had to study the constitution on my own. And it came after I had my own uh, rights offended by a situation, by me having to go to court and having my, my personal autonomy messed with by the medical profession. And then I became very, very interested in the freedom literature. And so that's kind of like my story around my passion for liberty and freedom. But I'm more excited about Elon because I have been shadow banned on Twitter for the last seven years. I like to post spicy memes and I, I'm a blogger. And so I had posted this blog post about Hillary Clinton back when she was running against, uh, it was 27 years ago. So who would that have been? It was the primary for the 2016 campaign, I think. And Twitter shadow banned me. And I, I'm still on there. You can see my tweets. You can see my wall. But when I tweet something out, I, I almost never get a retweet or a like, no comments. And if people do comment, I can't see it. So I can't have a conversation with anyone. So it's been highly frustrating to try and participate. And that's my favorite platform. So I would love for Elon to just buy it, open it up, just free for everyone. That would be a dream come true for me. Well, I'm not for sure if you heard me earlier. For me... I think I can, like I said, I feel like people, I can see why people will get excited, especially after looking at that poll. Over 2 million people voted on that poll, and it was a, a, a hard 70% said that there's not free speech there. And I was also looking for a Twitter response to that. Like, how do you have 2 million votes with 70% saying that you're trash and not <laughs> respond? That's, that's strange, but. They're so shameless. It is. And so, and I actually, like, you know, when I first decided to start being, like, openly and heavily political, um, I used Twitter to do that. And I started seeing the censorship and all that stuff. But it was like, hey, at least, like, none of my friends or family are on here. And I can say whatever I want to without feeling any kind of, because it was like a self-censorship for me to go to Twitter. I leave like Facebook and Instagram. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing like seeing all this stuff. It doesn't make sense. I used to, my mom would tell you guys, and sometimes she's on these spaces, but I've always, since I was young, I always liked politics, always cared about it, especially when I got my first paycheck and I saw them taxes come out of it. And I'm like, why? And Indiana has state taxes too. Texas doesn't. 
Indiana has state taxes, county taxes, city taxes. And it's just like, um, my paycheck is a lot smaller than I expected it to be. And I was paying attention, like, when I was in school. I was like, well, why? And I started looking at who voted for different policies, who's spending more of my money. And that's, I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to look at. Then I realized I didn't like anybody on either party. Only person who made sense to me at that time was Ron Paul. Um, I love Ron Paul. Yeah, I I liked him a lot. He seems very fair. And when I'm like, I learned the Constitution and I'm hearing different parties, like, I didn't even care about marijuana or any of those certain things back then. But I'm like, who? Who has the right to tell you you can't grow it or have a business or be? This is America. It's a land of opportunity. How can you um, claim and ban something that grows naturally? One second. It was the drug industrialists who banned marijuana. There's so many healing properties in CBD oil. It was a big competitor to many of their pain-killing drugs and all kinds of drugs. So I, I think that was suppressed by the, the drug cartels. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of different industries that would have been competing with that. And I, I think it's so strange. It's like, well, we would trust something a man made to go in our bodies to fix something that opposed to something that was naturally put here on the earth. And it, it, that stuff isn't always just you. So let me go smoke it and get high. It's like, it, it doesn't matter what people necessarily are going to do with it. That's their right, their liberty. You know, God gave us the meaning of this, this world. Uh, the plants in the earth. So why is it that only a small group of people get to control those things? And as we've looked over time and history, they haven't been doing a very good job at it. They, we keep on, the prices keep going up. There's supposedly shortages. It's just a lot of issues um, with, you know, have you depending noticed, on, go ahead. Have you noticed that people just expect you to be some far right Republican if this if these are your positions because I try to tell people you know I'm an American citizen I'm an independent thinker I do not align with the the far-right conservative party that literally stole the election from Ron Paul when he ran back in 2008 I watched it happen they canceled his delegates on the floor of the RNC and and literally stole his delegates away from him and that made me so mad I was like I will never again be a part of this party's crazy politics. And then along came Trump and he had so many positions that I agreed with. I was like, well, I'll give him a chance, see what happens. And Mm -hmm. I've loved so many of President Trump's policies. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, so for me, that was the next person up. The actual first time I ever voted was for Trump. The only the first time I ever donated money to any politician was Trump. Imagine me donating to one of the richest man men in the world. <laughs> you know, before I'm like, I'm not playing money. I'm gonna give you all the money. Like I, I didn't, I didn't see the importance. But then I was seeing the machine he was going against, and I wanted to stand with him. And at the time, I had an ex boyfriend. We both registered to vote and everything. 2016, um, we were watching election that night. Um, like I fell asleep in part of it. Woke up and I was like, man, I bet you Hillary won. And then when I found out that she didn't, I was like cheering, rejoicing because I saw how she behaved during the primaries because I, I wasn't going to vote for anybody on the Democrat side, but I wanted yeah. to see both sides. I can't make a, an educated decision or be able to even have discussions with people if I don't pay attention to both sides. And there, there was so much corruption. For me, it was just the sheer corruption tied to her and her husband. I was like, we, America does not deserve to have these people back in power again they're so corrupt and i think that issue too with the mob rule um the democracy ordeal like we don't have um that's what 
democracy doesn't protect like you know the Ron Pauls or the third parties or the independents because the media is controlled by those two parties. Those two parties have decided that they're basically the only two parties. So when you have a primary election, say in Texas, and the only ones you can go do a primary with is with the Democrat Republican Party, and you have to wait if you're a third party, if you're independent, how is that fair? You know, and if you're national TV, well, you have to have this much support in order to get on national TV and debate us. That yeah. that's not that's not liberty. That's not fair. Then you're yeah. actually silencing those people. And I totally so agree. And you've invented and you manufactured and you you've shaped this nation to where you guys are the main options. You guys are the topic of the discussion. And then I'm looking at this and I'm like, when you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, that's this is where we're at. And yeah. so if we how, how do you feel about Trump running again? Would you vote for him again? Um, at this moment, uh, I do not have the intention to support a Trump for 2024 because there's a couple of reasons. And, um, and it's not that I hate him or anything like that. It's just that when he was in the White House, we still were getting censored. There was nothing done. And I'm looking at this regime doing whatever they want to for the most part. And there was at one point we did have, um, the House, um, and the Senate, and then we lost it in the midterms. And then nothing happened. Um, I'm looking at how he got kicked off the internet, how what happened with January 6th. The things are the things that we really could have focused on to help tweak and make Trump a better um, president for us. We couldn't focus on because we're too much too too much busy battling if he was racist or not, and Russian collusion and a bunch of weird things that didn't even matter uh, when it came down to policy. Um, but for me. I, I want someone that's independent. Honestly, I would, I want to support a farmer. I want someone who has may have had their liberties um, hurt. A lot of farmers know their rights. They know it back and front, and they, they've been um, targeted by the government, and no one really talks about them um, that much, you know, because that's, they don't want – I honestly don't think they want us talking about them. And I'm not talking about big corporate farms. I'm talking about your regular farmers, you know, your local farmers. Um, and do you, know, do you know anybody who's running? I do. Because <laughs> I think that's I, I love people who work with their hands and I love people who are close to their own business, you know, or not in a corporate boardroom with lots of layers between them and their products. I love people who, you know, get their hands dirty. So who's the candidate? I'm excited to know. Well, he's popped up on here a couple of times in, in some of the spaces. Um, his name is Philip Drake. Um, he's a farmer. He's actually going to go on tour with his family. Um, in a trailer that he put together with his family, he's going to go around um, meeting people. He's already been talking to the indigenous um, groups, the nations, um, and different so is, people. Is he officially running for president? He is officially running for president. Oh, that's cool. I'll go check him out. Yeah, okay, definitely. Um, and he comes on here. And actually, next Wednesday, um, I'll be doing my interview with him. So you guys can have a recording to check out. For some reason, y'all can't make it at 730 on Wednesday. Um, you can have the recording and then check out what he what he talks about. Um, like, let me just give you one example. You know, he's like, OK, well, I can't necessarily say that abortions are um, illegal. But what what I can say is that murder is already um, covered by the Constitution. So if you go and get an abortion, you, you perform an abortion, then you uh, get charged for murder. And so. I think that might even be the quicker way to get rid of it um, if people are actually, you know, they get charged for, you know, killing a baby. So 
that's kind of like one of his stances. He looks at things a little different, like me as, as well. Like when I look at these different laws and things and like a lot of things that they argue about and they want to do push, you know, amendments and legislation through, we already have it covered um by the law i can i cannot believe they had some like natural hair law for for colored women or black women or something that went through was going through congress i'm like are we five like we had to we had to make laws about our hair to protect someone's hair i've wear my hair all kinds of way i've had my hair in afro i've had twists i've had red hair i mean you can see like i know it's never been an issue for me to get a job and maybe it's just the person i don't know um, it's, but it's it's nanny state stuff, and we need to, it needs to stop all over the country. That we need to get rid of all these nanny state, nanny state rules. They drive us crazy. So real quick, Jenny, do we follow each other on Twitter? Uh, no, I do not really follow a lot of people on Twitter because I'm also an actor. So most of my follows on Twitter are all kind of performing arts things. What I do is I, I just go read people's Twitter walls. So I will mm-hmm. make a point to do that if you've got more information about that candidate i'd really be interested is he wealthy or is he going to have to do true grassroots he's definitely grassroots um so um yeah so i i'm i'm shadow band too um and i'm actually on timeout in for seven days on twitter um i really get them and i can't believe they even gave me seven days um because somebody was arguing about fish not saving their lives and I was like well you know we'll then starve and I got since I got cut off for seven days I didn't say starve to death or anything I know it's, it's so like, random the content of the tweet like it was within one minute of me putting the tweet there I think it's because I've been pushing people from spaces over here I think that's why they're really mad yeah I bet it is they're so ter- way territorial this is a way better platform than Twitter Spaces. Yeah, and so. I'm following. I'm following you here. So if you share stuff on on Colin, I'll see it. But I'm I'm okay. really excited about this candidate. I think does he have a young family or that his kids older? Young, they're young. Um, James and I forget his daughter's name because I talked to James because his daughter doesn't really talk that much yet. She's really young. Uh, I think James is like six maybe, mm-hmm. and he actually has a YouTube channel. Um, where he's discussing and showing you his process and everything. His family's on there. He talks to you, tells you any kind of skeletons he has. He don't want anyone else telling you about him. He wants to tell you himself. Um, so I will get out. He's, he actually follows me, actually, on here. So And I don't have any followers on here yet, so you'll be able to fo- find him there. But definitely come Wednesday um, so we I can will. discuss more. And um, so... Thanks so much for taking my call. I think I think I'll drop down in case anybody else wants to chime yeah. in. But I'm really ex- I'm excited about your show because I love anybody who's talking about constitutional republic. Yeah, of that's, course. That's what we need to talk about. Of course, and honestly, um, I have a website and it's not politicalproperty.com. It's on the it's on the bio. Um, I think for this show, okay. um, and we have a form. So if like if you want to talk about politics and you want to post your own forms and stuff, you can on there. It's a, a growing little community. Right now, it has about 50 people as members um, on that form. Wonderful. For the website. And it's yeah. new. And it's and growing. I'm, and then I'm I would on, love to have you. I'm on Substack, and I've got three shows here on Colin. So we can do some collaborations, too, as the election season heats up. It's, it's getting really exciting. I think we're going to see a complete blowout of progressivism this year. 
Absolutely. I will. I just sent you a, I just followed you on here so I can keep up with you. My main reason why I asked you about Twitter is because like I, Steve is in here. He can probably vouch on this, but I try to help everyone get their voices out who like have that kind of mindset. Um, so that we can help reach audiences and everything. Cause I actually have a decent sized platform on Twitter. Um, before they whole pur- the whole purge with the whole Trump getting kicked off, I had sixty thousand um, followers. Wow, that's awesome! And then now um, it's growing back up again. Is it? Uh, I think it's at like forty seven now. I don't remember. I have to go look again. But um, on that one, but I also ran for office, and that that one had ten thousand. But I turned that one off for now because I don't know. I don't really use it that much. I'm not running for office in the, in right now. So what did you try off. for? Uh, the mayor of Arlington, Texas. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But um I I've I learned a lot about both parties with that and I feel bad for and then that's when I kept more sympathy also from the Democrat Party because you know we're so divided make you know how people do the whole liberals versus conservatives and thing and I ran for office and I start talking to people and I'm I'm watching the establishment on the left keep out people who I thought may have actually been pretty decent um candidates. Um, for, you know, the local area on that side. Um, not just, not my race. There was no one that was better than me. Um, but in other, <laughs> in other seats, there were some decent candidates and I noticed that they weren't helping them. Yes. And I noticed a lot of people since in Texas, our local, um, races are nonpartisan. So they don't have your party next to your name. A lot of dem- Democrats are running as Republicans and Republicans were helping and they didn't really help people who actually stood on the Constitution. It was who had the most money, who could be controlled. They got all these endorsements and all this money. That's who owns them. And I and I was just like, wow, they really got an influx of people who, who were knocked doors and be active and engage with the party just to to basically just say, oh, you have to prove yourselves in order for us to do anything for you. And I yes. spoke at I've publicly spoken at rallies in front of hundreds of people um, multiple times. I marched with them, everything, and then for them to support someone that doesn't you know meet our morals and values but just because they have their titles and the fact that they are rich it really really spoke volumes to me that's the same thing up here in colorado it's all who you know what family you belong to what industry what money and um it's really really hard to break in and i was a tea party activist you remember the tea party during the obama years Mm -hmm. i helped organize some of the demonstrations that we had at the capitol and it was the same thing. These Republicans, they wanted, they were, they were a bigger problem to our cause than, than the leftists were. And, and they wanted to come in and take it over and tell us how to do it. And I, I just was like, you know, talk to the hand. We did not set this up for you to come give us another speech that doesn't mean anything. You know, it was really frustrating, but you know, keep going because the, the, everything's changing. Everything's changing and there's more going to be more opportunity in the future for people who are not those connected insiders, I think. And you guys, and check this out. This, I have a cool, uh, with this show we're talking about, so some of my, my people, like, I mean, I'm telling you, the people who, we like, we're family, we're a community. It's not like, oh, Donnie's so famous or, or Donnie this. Like, I don't have fans. Like, they're my friends and family. They went... And to Pat Gray, if you know who Pat Gray is from Blaze TV, and they like blew up his comment section, I guess, and was like, put Donnie on, she's running for mayor. She's just like you. 
she's she says it's not a democracy all the time and he that's like that's him so during my um campaign i got to go on blaze tv uh, with pat gray and live and interview with him and during my campaign and it was like amazing and like during the show like my phone was in my um purse and i just felt my phone my purse just vibrating like crazy all the notifications of everyone going to my website from the show and they're like oh my gosh i'm so excited you're running this is amazing. Like we need options like this. We got to get the word out and the donations were coming in. It was, it was an awesome experience, you know, to be on there with Pat Gray and then still be able to have like that relationship with um, his crew after the fact. So it, it was pretty cool. And then um, I don't know if you guys remember, um, do y'all know who Jerry Wayne is? The guy that Biden was yelling at about the, um, he said AR-14 and he goes, I don't work for you. Um, and that became a viral video. The NRA used it in the interview with me. I'm only the second person he ever endorsed. So it was like really cool to like, you know, people who, um, I, I liked cause I don't like very many public figures. Like I don't sit for anyone, but because I know that a lot of them are controlled, but a lot of the ones I like who have platforms, they just run their own thing. They're independent. So like no one controls them. So I noticed like they don't ever push narratives. They ask questions that, you know, they're allowed to ask because they're not, you know, controlled. And then I'm, and then I'm watching everything and I've shared my stuff. Like Bernard Carrick, um, he made an endorsement on the internet. Um, Hodge Twin shared it. It was really fun um, to, to do the experience. But I think moving forward, like me, I'm trying to just educate people, trying to find solutions um, so we can battle this um what's going on here and educate people on the fact that we're not a democracy as much as they've embedded it into people's brains and to thinking so it's like we have to have these conversations and do these things and then you know outside of social media going out and doing um and knocking on doors to having events i had you know i used to do a group um and you know for quite some time but not so much recently where we would meet up and it's we use a meetup app and then we'd have 30 40 people show up we've hosted um of dinners fundraisers for candidates we knock doors for them all kinds of stuff um to help support these people and then now i'm just like um i need to find the right people to support people who are going to actually stand up to the um government and tell them enough's enough like you can't keep doing this you can't keep you know sucking us dry with these taxes and all these penal codes and not you know, actually, you're supposed to be innocent to prove um, guilty. Like, we don't have what we're supposed to have. And until we have, like, a, a group of people, we don't need a whole lot. But people with actually those kind of things that are their goals and not because someone's paying them to be a face and just repeat what they say, a real actual movement, I don't think we're going to get there. And I think that having conversations with Jenny and then, you know, people like Steve and Sam and everyone else who's in here. By the way, uh, Josh, I did not see you in here. Um, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. And finding people who are really passionate about this, who are not afraid to speak up and go and do these things. Because just going and protesting and yelling at a building isn't going to solve anything. So for my, like I said, example, bringing the Constitution to the police departments and, you know, trying to educate the, the, the community on what their rights are. It's a little harder when more people know what their rights are opposed to the one person looking crazy, like, I know my rights. I know my rights. They like, you know, they might be missing some teeth or something. And then people just think they're crazy, but they actually <laughs> might know their rights. So we're going to close out here in a second. It's almost at the um, one hour mark. We'll, we'll be back tonight at 9.30 p.m. 
um, if y'all want to show up and talk some more. But if Steve or I'm going to call you H for now because I know I keep messing your name up. If you want to say anything before we hop off, you can. But if not, we're going to do the outro and I'll see y'all later. You're good, Jenny? Anything else? I don't see her. I just follow her. It's not showing to follow. There you go. Okay. Well, Jenny, I didn't hear you. So I'm going to move you back. And we're going to play the outro. And I appreciate y'all's time. I'll see y'all tonight at 9.30. Bye. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, lay on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property. Be free.